Hello and welcome to Style and Substance, a branding and business podcast for inspired and empowered entrepreneurs. I'm Elizabeth Cairns and together with my fabulous co-host Fiona Humberstone, we're here to help you sidestep the hustle, keep joy at the forefront of your work and champion a more meaningful and sustainable approach to business. We'll talk about everything from purpose to productivity, from colour psychology to creativity, where to start and how to keep going, how to stay inspired, empowered, and more importantly, sane in the process. We hope you enjoy the show. And if you do, please like, share, subscribe, and keep listening. So this is the key to us running businesses that not only pay the bills and fulfill our financial goals, but actually make the ride enjoyable. Hello and welcome to our last episode of season one. And Fee was desperate to cover this topic in season one and I'm really pleased that we did. This time we're talking about vitality. We're talking about why it's so essential as an empowered and an inspired entrepreneur. We talk about what it feels like when you have vitality, what we actually mean when we're talking about vitality, how to get it, how to maintain it, how to get more of it. Some of those things that you can do really simply to reduce those things that might be draining your vitality in your business. It's a really enjoyable conversation. And it contains a little snippet of the vitality chapter of The Empowered Entrepreneur. So I really hope you enjoy it. I could not let season one pass us by without talking about vitality. That for me is something that is absolutely at the heart of your approach, but I also think it comes into a lot of the decisions, probably subconsciously, that I make about how I run my business as well. Mm, Absolutely. So shall we start by just talking a bit about what vitality is and what you mean in terms of the context of the entrepreneur? Oh, what a great question. Now, I feel like I should just reach into my bag here and pull out the first chapter of The Empowered Entrepreneur. No, maybe we'll cut <laughs> plug, 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 <laughs> shameless plug. I mean, vitality is so central and so important to me that it became the first chapter of The mm. Empowered Entrepreneur. And I don't know whether I can say it better than how I said it in the book. Why don't you read us from your book? There is an energy that, when you harness it, can elevate and propel your business beyond what you might have thought possible. An energy that requires comparatively little effort to create, and yet is nourishing, self-sustaining and life-affirming. It enables you to work hard without it feeling like hard work. It accelerates things without ever feeling rushed. It facilitates joy, energy and passion, and opens the way for inspiration. Vitality. The force that you must work on creating, raising and maintaining if you are to fulfil your potential and create a sustainable, viable business. An abundance of vitality not only facilitates your well-being, but supercharges the endeavours of a creative entrepreneur. Vitality can be measured in the amount of energy you have, in the overall state of your health, in the flow of your creative ideas and, as an entrepreneur, the success of your business. When you don't have it, you have little drive, just going through the motions, connecting superficially with life, and your business moves at a sluggish pace. Worse, you may become sick, 
lose motivation and inspiration altogether and your business goes nowhere. Vitality is abundant in nature, generated in the body, affected by the mind and your environment. Abundant vitality is your birthright, your natural state of being. Everything within you is geared up to seek and operate from this easy, efficient and enjoyable state. To connect with this wonderful energy, you just need to get out of the way, recognise what inhibits your vitality and what feeds it and make nurturing it a priority. If you want a successful, sustainable business and a healthy and meaningful life, maintaining optimum vitality is your essential first priority as an empowered entrepreneur. Not the bottom line, not your to-do list, and definitely not your social media stats. Without vitality, there's no fuel for growth, there's no energy for action, there's no kindling of magic. Vitality and inspiration are dancing partners, both pivotal forces for your successful business. They work together to keep things moving, to aid creation and open the doors to possibility. Vital energy opens the channels for inspiration to flow and inspiration shows us where to take that energy and put it to good work. Did that, well, that, that's a wrap then. Did that actually answer your question? <laughs> not, much to, not much else to ask there. All my questions ticked off. <laughs> Okay, so let's unpack that a little bit more then. Yeah, I mean, that was beautifully written, wasn't it? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so vitality, having vitality is the thing then that gives us that energy to move our businesses forwards in the easiest way possible? Yeah, I think so. And also it's the motor that enables you to do something with inspiration when you get it Mm. so it's not just the productive energy and the fact that you've got the physical drive and the physical motivation to get up and do stuff the thing about vitality for me because it's this natural state of energy that we have that is our most natural way of being when we're tuned into that when we're in that we're more in flow with nature And in raising that vitality or raising your vibration, if you want to look at it like that, then you amplify everything that you do Mm. in a way that really does have a commercial impact. And to give a specific example of that, when your vitality is high and you're inspired and you write a blog post or a newsletter and it goes out there, the energy behind it and the way that it's received and then what you get back from it is very different from the same content written from a headspace with low drive and low vitality. And I've I've seen this for myself in the last 20 years. I've seen this in countless other businesses. It adds some kind of magic. It really does. It it adds a a level of... it's, It's almost as if the whole universe, the whole natural order of things is flowing with you. So there's, yes, you need the strength and the energy and the motivation and the physical ability to keep going... But it's also harnessing this additional quality that brings something more to your business. And that really does have an impact on the commercial. Vitality really is the lifeblood of any empowered, inspired business. Yeah. And when I talk about vitality, I'm talking about what is essentially our natural birthright, our natural state of being. Mm -hmm. We are vital, energetic, vibrant, abundant, thriving individuals and yes, even if you're not well, mm. it is our, our natural state and the body is continually trying to get back to that state of vitality. Okay. And when I'm talking about vitality, it's 
it's a level of energy, it's a level of flow, it's a level of creativity, it's a level of um, health and vibrancy. It's a space that enables access to inspiration. Mm. It's literally the cells of your body are are vibrating at at a really high level and that creates magic in a business okay so what it means for the entrepreneur if you you know if you don't have vitality it's a struggle yeah when you do have it you can work hard without it feeling like hard work and you almost get this extra boost behind you to all of your creative endeavors because it's about a level of energy that you're creating and you know if we get into the metaphysics of it not just the woo-woo sense Mm. of it but if we get into the metaphysics we're all made of energy everything's made of energy and we're all in this continuous seamless field of energy and you create a ripple at one end Mm. it's like a wave in the Mm. ocean you know it begins a long way out and then Mm. it builds and it builds and it breaks on the shore the more impetus you have at the outset of that wave Mm. the further it's going to go the more amplified it's going to be the greater the impact you're going to have and the greater resonance you're going to create from it because it's like I like to use the analogy of a tuning fork Mm. we are all tuning forks to our particular communities or those people who are going to resonate with us and we send something out there and it creates a wave it creates a, a sound wave or a vibrational and then other tuning forks are able to resonate with that Mm. you know that's basic science yeah it's the same for me with vitality yeah if we take it in hand and if we really use it as a tool for our business yeah it can amplify and boost any of our other efforts and make the process of doing business much easier as well yeah yeah because we're not fighting against ourselves yeah and I think the key piece is if we put vitality first everything else becomes easier and so often what we see is anything that nurtures our vitality gets put to the bottom of the to-do list because there's a perception that we don't have time we don't have time to go to the gym we don't have time to eat nutritious food or whatever those vitality boosting things might be we quite often forget the basics yeah yeah so I want to come back to that in a minute but can we just explore and you've touched on this already can we just explore the commercial case for vitality yeah i think i think it's broad so there's the very practical everyday reality of the more energy you have mm. the more you're going to be able to maintain your focus get stuff done the more gregarious and attractive you're going to be when you're mm. engaging with people yeah the more healthy you're going to feel on a daily basis so actually, just as an aside, mm. what does vitality actually look like? Well, it looks like health. Okay. Really? Yeah. It looks like an abundance of energy. Yeah. It looks like an abundance of creativity mm. and ideas, potentially. Mm. It feels open, spacious. It's the aliveness of being human. It's mm. our vital force. It's the same force that pushes the grass up that makes those yeah. beautiful beech leaves burst yeah, open yeah. in spring. It's the moving, forward momentum, uplifting, inspired energy. So it looks like health. It feels like ease. It feels like energy. It is lighter. It creates the space for inspiration to come in. Yeah, amazing. So to go back to the commercial case Mm. of having it then. Well, if you're sick, you can't work. Yeah. At the very fundamental Mm. basics. If you have an energy for your business you are going to want to do more of those things that create that energy. Yeah. And generally speaking, particularly with creative businesses, 
or businesses that are led by the sort of evolving creative edge of the entrepreneur, the things that feel good and lift your vitality are often in the right direction and aligned more with your purpose and your skills mm. and those things. So the more vitality you have for those things, it's a you know a positive reinforcing yeah. spiral. Virtuous circle. Virtuous circle, thank <laughs> you, is the word I was looking for. So you're going to be moving in a better direction that suits you, that suits your skills and your ability, and that's good for business because yeah. if you think about doing that work you can talk about that work you generate more of that work you get Mm. referred for more of that work and it becomes this virtuous cycle so do our businesses perform better commercially financially when we're vital as entrepreneurs yeah i think so and we might dig into this later when we look at how to create more vitality because you're spending less time doing the things that drain you yeah you're more likely to be efficient in your business yeah you're more likely to have tackled the tolerations and the things that get in the way and feel sticky and difficult so you'll have greased the wheels of your processes Mm. of your approaches of the clients that you work with any of those sort of vitality vampires that are Mm. sucking the life out of you yeah so if vitality is your focus and a priority you will have done the work to streamline your business in that direction so the business itself will be running more efficiently yeah you're also making me think though that this is about long-term sustainability and resilience yeah you can probably make more money this year this month if you push on through if you if you hustle and if you just head down and that's what i'm trying to say yeah potentially it won't be sustainable but also you don't have to do that if you prioritize vitality first because you can have the same amount of productivity with more bang for your buck Mm. if you're focusing on the vitality even in the short term Well, and and it's just nicer oh my god yeah why would you not want to feel good and that's the other thing we haven't touched on actually is when you're hustling burnout becomes an inevitable part of running a business whether Mm. that's a yearly cycle a three four yearly cycle and I get so frustrated with the number of times recently that I'm seeing these messages that burnout is inevitable Mm. it's not I mean don't get me wrong the system and our society is geared up that it makes it a very high likelihood (laughs) but it's not inevitable no and it shouldn't be and it's about getting the priorities right Mm. and I think what's difficult is the very basic fundamentals of these can be dismissed as being quite trite yeah and so people overlook them so You know, and it was even slightly uncomfortable for me in the book putting some of that stuff in because I was like, this is so basic. You know, yeah. why even one of the chapters, I think, is called Back to Basics, Back to yeah. Bed. Yeah, yeah. Because we very easily skip over the fundamental foundations of vibrancy and vitality mm. because it's almost too simplistic. Yeah. It's too simplistic to think we need to be hydrated, yeah, that we yeah. need to prioritise our sleep, that we need mm. to get good exercise, that we need yeah. to get time, you know, out in space and out mm. in nature those things can be sort of dismissed as, oh yeah, that's just self-help crap, you know. Yeah, yeah. But actually those fundamentals and those foundations speak to a deeper level of commitment to creating something sustainable. Mm. So yeah, you could hustle your way through the next month of business, make loads of aggressive sales calls, send a load of email marketing spam, DM everybody in your Instagram list and convince them why they should buy your next course. You know, you absolutely can do all of that. Or you could spend quite a lot of time nurturing yourself and your vitality and send one email and have the same impact yeah yeah and I really do and and I'm not just saying that as some kind of woo-woo universal hippie magic Mm. panacea to everything Mm. I've seen this work for years and years well it's how I run my business yeah I don't 
I've done hustling. Yeah. And it, I didn't like it. No. And and I suppose the other thing to bear in mind is I run a fairly lean business model mm. because I'm not hustling. And we're getting off vitality here. But because I'm not hustling, I haven't got admin to pay. I haven't mm. got, you know, big expensive consultancies that I'm paying. To, yeah. You know, it's it's a fairly lean model, which means I can focus on the things that inspire me, the things that stretch and challenge me creatively. And creating valuable content. Creating valuable content. And and I've got a really solid business mm. yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not accidental. Been a very conscious, deliberate choice to, for example, you know, an example of prioritising vitality is looking at your values and what's important to you. You know, you prioritise spending time with the family. Mm. You prioritise creating space in that calendar year mm. to take the kids holidays off well i take yeah so i worked out i think i think i take 13 weeks a year mm. which is 25 percent yeah but it's really important to me. yeah it's and the really impact of that you know taking that 20 it's like it's almost the 80 20 rule isn't mm. it you know yeah, that totally. 20 25 percent mm. makes a significant difference yeah to the rest of the 80 percent mm. that means that you're more focused, you're more rested, mm. you're more vibrant, you're more aligned. We don't have to be running ourselves ragged. No. And and I'm saying all this with a slight caveat of it's all very well and good for us to say this sat here having had 20 years of business behind us. I'm yeah. really aware that that's a very comfortable and quite a privileged position. Totally. However, we built it like this from the start. And I designed it like this. So I remember when I launched my first business, again, slightly off track. First thing I did was employ some people and get an office. Mm. Because that was what, what was done. I was told to do. Mm. And so then you're constantly feeding that beast, the rent, the rates, that yeah. you're having to take on more staff to just build it up to a level that it's going to be decently profitable. So, yeah, we are very lucky that we're able to do this, mm. definitely. Now, I want to come back to something you said about vitality is health. I'm really mindful that some of the people listening to this will have chronic illnesses. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How does this work? So that's that? not to say you don't have vitality, but if you have a chronic illness, or even if you're just struck down by something in the short mm. term, it's really good information and it's a really good reminder from your body that vitality needs to take more of a driving seat mm. than a back seat. And that's not to say that the reason health conditions befall us is because we're not we're not looking after ourselves. There's all sorts of things that contribute to that. But for me, I would look at those conditions, you know, chronic fatigue or POTS or any of those scenarios where you're really up against it energy wise on a mm. daily basis that's a call to look at how can I re-tap back in to the vitality that's accessible to me. Mm. And we're, we're going to be at differing levels of health, all of us, mm. at different times. Mm. But when you prioritise vitality, you take that into account and you have a very compassionate perspective mm. on it for yourself yeah. because vitality isn't driving yourself to do the things that are good for you, in inverted commas. Mm. Because if you're... If you're violent towards it, you know, sort of come from a Buddhist framework on this. If you're violent towards yourself mm. by going, I must exercise, I mm. must drink water, I must get good sleep, I must. That adds a whole load of counterintuitive energy to mm. this vitality force. 
So the nature with which we approach it needs to be one of compassionate space and understanding and knowing that it is very possible for everybody to raise the level of vitality and mm. the start the point at which you start from will be different from all of us mm. so wherever we're starting from how do you raise vitality okay so there's loads of different ways and we can look at the the business aspects and the commercial aspects as well uh, start with the foundations obviously yeah. the real basic foundations of what does your body need mm. to be well and to be good so sleep hydration mm. nutrition all of those basics and I'm not going to wax lyrical about all the various different mm. different ways we can do that but those foundations need to be in place as an entrepreneur we have the opportunity to do business on our terms and craft our day yeah in a way that suits us so I would suggest looking at your day with a vitality lens in mind so yeah. if you were to curate your day from the point of view of vitality is the point and more vitality is the point mm. what would you do differently so yeah. you know you do this brilliantly you get up you move your body first thing, you get out in nature, you walk the dog, you make yeah. sure you leave space for lunch, you don't They're always <laughs> don't always make space for lunch, but you know, but it's no, very I rare. do though, I always eat lunch. Yeah, you always eat lunch always and it's healthy. usually healthily, freshly prepared. It's I've never seen you with a packet of sandwiches at your desk, you know. I'm not to say that that's, you don't do that, but No, I don't. I no, don't exactly. Do you don't do that. But that's also not to be terribly judgy for anybody who does. But when you're designing it with vitality in mind, you food the closer to its raw natural yeah. state, the more vital energy the food has in it and then mm. it transfers to us. The more yeah. process, it's really common sense, isn't it? The yeah. more processed something is, the less vital energy mm. it has. So your body can't get raw vitality from that in the way that yeah. it can from fresh food. So there's all of those basics. And when you're designing your day, you might be thinking about your circadian rhythms. Okay. You know, we have naturally more energy in the morning mm. and the brain is much more able at that time of day to bat away distractions. So mm. do your focused work in the morning. Yeah. You know, we'll all naturally have a slump after lunch. Mm. Do your boring admin or recognise that if you've got something intensive that you need to do in the afternoon, you need to go, right, well, my energy is going to naturally need a boost. So I need to move my body. I need to put something into it that's going to be okay. nutritious. I need to get back out in nature. I think we massively underestimate the impacts on our vitality of our environment. Okay, so where we work, where we choose to spend our time and who we choose to spend it with is one of the easiest quick wins you can get with Vitality. Mm. We all know what it's like to spend time with a vampire who drains us. Mm. We may not be acutely aware of, we're aware of the extremes of that, but we may not be aware of where that happens subtly. Mm. And one of the things that I often do, particularly with my clients who work from home, we sort of go back to the drawing board of possibility of, how to use their space more effectively and how to really leverage that ability to work from home or somewhere else. Mm. And we do a walk around the house. Mm. It's amazing how different some people can feel from one room to mm. the next. Yeah. The feeling in here in your snug is very different from the feeling in your kitchen. Yeah. If you look at it through a vitality lens, which one lifts me yeah, more? Yeah. yeah. And we can curate our environment to support our vitality. Often that will mean lighter clearer mm. cleaner brighter spaces yeah. but not necessarily natural daylight is is a big win for vitality because mm. we get the vitamin d and we get all of that stuff working for us on a physical level some people really struggle with vitality and, and maintaining their vitality if they're working on their own yeah so sometimes yeah. i you know i need to have people around me as a true extrovert mm. that feeds my energy so 
if I know that I'm going to be working at home for a long stretch of time, I'll go to a cafe yeah. and literally sit in the aura of people around me, mm. which will raise my vitality. Okay. If you're an introvert, that's going to have the opposite impact. Yeah. Yeah. So it's thinking about those environmental things that are going to affect you. Then you can start to really look at your business in more detail maybe and start curating your workload and curating your processes mm. with vitality in mind. So I would just do a really simple, I think I'd talk about this in the book, you know, a really simple list of those things that make you feel good in your business that you do, that bring you joy, that lift you, that create energy, that create vibrancy, that create inspiration, and then do a list of all the stuff that drains it. Mm. And then look at that list and think, okay, from this draining list, what can I shift? Yeah. Do I have to do all this stuff? Mm. Do I have to spend so much time doing all this stuff? Mm. Can I put it in portions of the day or the week that ring fence it and mean that it doesn't seep in and creep in everywhere? So that might be doing my tax return or yeah. my return. But it might also be a service that I'm offering. Yes. That I hate. That you hate, that you need to either ditch, change, yeah. you know, reinvent. Because if you're offering something that's draining you, it's mm. not going to land well with your market. It's not going to get the traction that no. it needs in the same way. And it will massively dent your creative confidence. It will. it will probably create some imposter syndrome. Yeah, it's false economy. It's weeding out all the tolerations in your business, all the things that are a bit sticky or tricky, mm. maybe the very small things. And also doing that in your life as well. Yeah, there are tiny things that we can experience during the day, every day, that will have a minuscule but cumulative effect on our energy. Like, mm. you know, I've got a lovely client of mine. And this poor lady has lived with a toilet that's flushed, hasn't worked for like two years. Oh, God. So every time she goes to the loo, she has to faff about with this workaround that she's done. I mean, God love her. She's a real stoic, yeah. amazing, incredible mm. woman. But that has an impact at a micro level. Mm. 10 times a day, yeah, right, yeah. if you're hydrating. Well, it, it is like, you know, parenting a toddler or parenting a teenager. Those little, you know, there's no one <sighs> big disaster, but those little interactions. Chip away chip at away. the very fibre of your being. Yeah. yeah. And so looking at the tolerations. Yeah. And this is when, you know, you can get to the real subtle levels of mastery of this. It's like, how can I streamline everything? How can I get rid of the stuff that, you know, even if it's very subtle unconscious things if you walk into a room and the paint colour's wrong mm. well, so that is a big deal from my it's colour a big deal for, point of view absolutely it's a big, it is big a big deal. deal but for a lot of people you might not even be aware of mm. it yeah so what kind of things drain our vitality do you think we've talked about yeah so the, the wrong environment the wrong people the wrong food yeah Obviously, we're all constantly battling pollutants and toxins mm. and crap in our food and all of that stuff. What about things like menopause? We talked about oh, chronic yeah. illness. Menopause, I mean, that pregnancy. will have men menopause, pregnancy, um, any health shift. Depending on where you are, you know, if you're a woman listening to this, where you are in your cycle. Mm. You know, yeah. if you're in your winter when you're bleeding, you're going to have less vital energy because literally your blood, your <laughs> life force is draining out of you. <laughs> Whereas if you're in your spring, early summer, you're mm. probably much more likely to have a natural mm. season yeah, of vitality. Yeah. The same with we're not disconnected. I know this sounds nuts, but we're not disconnected from the seasons and cycles. Yeah. We're not disconnected from whether it's a waxing moon or a waning moon. Yeah. Particularly yeah. if we're women. So you're probably more likely to have more energy yeah. on a waxing moon when the moon is getting fuller than you are on a waning moon. Okay. And the same with the seasons. We're probably going to have more natural energy in the spring than we are in the winter. Okay, so that preempts my question because I was going to ask you, should we expect to have consistent levels? No, absolutely not. No. However, 
you can incrementally raise your baseline. Yeah. And okay. I think that's what we're talking about. So yeah. no, we absolutely cannot expect ourselves to be consistent because we're not consistent beings. Change is the only constant. Yeah. Uh, and we need to be really compassionate with ourselves about that. Mm. So if you wake up one day and you have amazing drive, vitality, inspiration, and you don't the next day and you beat yourself up for mm. it, not a good look. No. <laughs> uh, particularly if you're suffering from chronic fatigue or if you yeah. have ADHD or if you have yeah, yeah. another neurodiversity that prevents you from being consistently regulated mm. or if you're hormonal and perimenopausal. I mean, yeah. we cannot expect ourselves to have that same level of energy but we can over time and and the the level of intervention that we'll need to do will vary depend on the on the severity of what we're facing Mm. but we can expect incremental improvement on it over time before you give yourself loads more things to do yeah other than the basics of sleep and hydration and nutrition which i think are a given i would look first at what you can strip away yeah yeah, so make things easier. Before make you things add easier before in. you add more, because we're all busy, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Don't give yourself a, all of this self improvement stuff. It just becomes another, another millstone around your leg and another job. Yeah. However, removing energy vampires, mm. which is anybody who makes you feel bad, you can, yeah, you can reduce your interactions. You can ring fence it. You can preserve, particularly if your business is a priority. You can preserve your business hours mm. and, and not take the phone call from a friend who you know is going to drag you down mm. in that time, for example. Because yeah. it's very easy, I think, if you're self-employed, to feel like you have to be at the beck and call of everyone all the time and your work hours become a little bit more fluid. And, and mm. that's both a blessing and a curse. Mm. And those things that drain our energy can seep into that sacrosanct, mm. high vitality work time. Yeah. Look at what you can remove and strip out first before you start adding in a load of extra stuff to do. Mm. Okay, fabulous. Oh, and the other key piece is where you place your attention has a massive impact. Yeah. So you can literally shift your whole state by switching where your focus of attention is. So, you know, if we think about this recent example for you, oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> which hopefully will be which sorted, hopefully will by, be sorted the time by the time you hear this. So for anyone who doesn't know, you know, Fee's, in, Fee's Facebook account was hacked. As a consequence, her fabulous Instagram feed with over 40,000 followers was just removed overnight. The stress of that, mm. the continual focus of that, mm. without being able to divert your attention away to other things, can, can create a massive suck. Well, in suck. itself, it has completely emotionally drained me because yeah. the energy going into fighting fighting, fighting to get yeah. it back and i have gone yeah. through that whole grief period of mm. shock disbelief yeah yeah anger, anger resentment yeah. fury yeah and then just acceptance yeah and i think that's a key thing as well fighting anything mm. you're fighting or pushing for mm. is counter to vitality yeah yeah. And that's what that includes the hustle, mm. that includes the wasted anger. Mm. And this is where it's not to say that those things don't come up for us, but this is where if we really start to take control of the mind mm. or invite a more productive relationship with the mind and we can start to get more choice over where we place our attention, that will be the biggest thing that has the, the knock on impact on everything mm. else. So because, let's explore how we do that on a practical level. So the formula for paying attention is really simple. It's four steps. Decide to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Step one. So you bring it into your conscious awareness that this is something you want to do. As in my Instagram's been deleted, I want to bring it back or I want to focus on something. You become aware that you're caught in some kind of unhelpful energy and you go, 
right, my attention's going somewhere that's not helpful for me at the moment. I'm going to decide to place it somewhere else. So you know what I did? I found myself spiralling on Thursday afternoon. So this was like 24 hours. I felt so frustrated that nothing was Mm. happening. And I thought to myself, I have to get out for a walk. Yeah. Because this is not helping anybody and I need to get my online course finished. Yeah. And funny enough, that moment my friend texted saying do you want to go for a dog walk and I was like yes I was going anywhere and I was trying to say to her you know by the time I get back I will be far more productive in the hour that I've got left to work than I would have been if I'd sat at my desk with my thoughts spiraling and she's having a, a thing with her work where she's had she's a songwriter amazing singer songwriter had a few big setbacks that have really left her questioning what she's doing Mm. and so she so sensibly is taking the next couple of months off to just well raise her vitality to do things that she loves she's doing all sorts of courses and just really leaning into her creativity resting a lot looking after herself and she was saying oh maybe it's a bit indulgent and I was saying exactly that you know I could have sat at my desk and plugged away And it would have felt really hard. Yeah. And I think there's two things here. It can be perceived as being indulgent, but there's a point at which if you're at the point of burnout or if you're at the point of chronic illness, Mm. that's an emergency situation that calls for that really strongly. Mm. If you can create the space to do that more anyway, even better. And the example of the dog walk is a brilliant intervention. But what I'm I'm talking about here is something even smaller Mm. and even more simple that might mean you don't, particularly if you don't have the space to go for a dog walk, that you can shift that without having to do that. Okay, so you so don't have to take an hour out of your day. No, absolutely not. We're talking okay. about Zen mind training here. Like this is this okay. is Jedi. <laughs> this is Jedi mind trick. Um, okay, because this is about what you're doing with your internal experience. This yeah. is about where your right thinking comes in in Buddhist yeah. terminology, where you're actively putting your mind and taking conscious control of that. So you're in a scenario where you realise you're spiralling into this negativity. And you recognise that it's not helpful. Or you might not recognise that it's not helpful, but your energy might shift. Mm. You make the decision to pay attention to something else. Then you focus your attention where you want it to be. Mm. Whatever that's on. So some, just something else. Mm. If there isn't something as juicy and as exciting as the drama that you're currently sucked into, mm. what you're trying to do is interrupt a pattern So you can focus your attention on your breath, bring it back Mm. to your body or bring it back to some physical sensation or the breath can be problematic for some people because it can carry a lot of trauma. So it's not always the way in for a lot of people, but you can focus on the candle. You can Mm. focus on the outside. You can look at a tree. You can just focus your attention. You've got some meditations, haven't you, on your website? Yeah, there's a few meditations on there. So you focus your attention where you want it to be. Step three is you just notice when it wanders. Sounds a lot easier said than done. Yeah, much. And then step four (laughs) is invite it back. So if we unpick each of those, the decision directs us to the state of mind that originates purpose and action, decisiveness. It's an orientation towards what we want to achieve with commitment. So we decide to pay attention. That in itself is massive. Shall we think about this from a point of view of, let's say you've had a really nasty email from a client that's upset you. That obviously is going to tank yeah. vitality. And I would do a step before I started this. So this this mind work, if you like, the headspace shift, comes very naturally to me because I've got 25 years of meditation mm. under my belt. It's not the first thing I do in that scenario. So okay. the first thing I do in that scenario is 
Shake literally mm. shake it off. I thought you'd say that. Yeah, so you've got you've got this physical thing <laughs> happening Taylor in your body. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Like dance break. Um so what's happened in that scenario is your nervous system has been impacted mm. and you need to change your physical state. You need to get direct access to the vagus nerve okay. and to that the adrenals that have been created. So one of the processes I use a lot now is something that um Joe McAndrews develops, it's called Shake Stretch Soothe. Okay. And it works directly on your nervous system. And you literally shake, Yeah, you know, just shake it all out, work it all out. You know, we, we should do a little video of this, just, <laughs> just for fun. Anyone of you who took the uh, Resilience Masterclass, you'll see both of us doing this, yeah. like lunatics. It was a good look. You know, yeah, great look. 90 seconds of shaking it all out. Then you stretch your body to mm. release. Yeah. You know, and particularly the jaw, because we hold a lot around mm. there. The back, careful with the forward bends, all that. Yeah. Stretch out your ribs. Really just create a sense of space and ease. And then you want to soothe your nervous system. So I quite often will rock myself almost like a baby. I might have my hand on my heart, my hand on my belly, something that feels naturally soothing. So that immediately shifts your state. Okay, yeah. So you tackle this not when you're in a state of high alert. Oh, no, the mind training, no good in high alert. Like that's emergency situation. You need to tend to the nervous system first. I would cultivate this stuff in the quiet moments when you have the opportunity to practice it because then it becomes the default setting when you start to get stressed. So Mm. this is why I'm a massive advocate for meditation, because this is the process. Mm. So you decide, you place your focus, which requires a sort of reduction or elimination of initial distraction, and it uses your senses, probably your vision or your sense of touch. Mm. And it's an active, very alert, present state. So you're looking to focus. Mm. And the trickiest part then is this noticing So sometimes we don't even have the presence of mind to notice that our attention has wandered. Mm. We just drifted off into a train of thought or we find ourselves mindlessly scrolling. And it could be 20 minutes before we realise we're on social media at all. (laughs) So to notice we need to be self-aware and we need to have a certain amount of embodied Mm. presence. So we need to be in our bodies. Yeah. That isn't a natural place for a lot of people to be. We're quite often walking around disembodied. We're quite often from a... Um, polyvagal theory point of view we might be walking around in a state of dorsal which Mm. is fight flight freeze sort of freeze territory but not even be aware of it yeah so the long-term stuff you can do to support the ability to notice is to become more embodied more often Mm. and the way we become more embodied is we spend time in our bodies doing something active Mm. so exercise is great my absolute most favorite way to become really really deeply embodied and come home to myself is to go and get a lomi lomi massage okay it is the most exquisite (laughs) oh it's just if you haven't had it look up dan joy and stay in touch uh it's a really beautiful hawaiian massage yeah that gets you very deeply back into your body yeah because when you're in your body, you then start, you notice when you leave it and you have mm. a much clearer, more readily accessible sense of when you're drawn away. And then the last phase is inviting your attention back. And there's a very deliberate use of the word invite there because this isn't shouting at a sheepdog mm. to say, come here, you know, <laughs> yeah. because anyone with a dog knows that that doesn't yeah. work as well as come, come, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's an invitation to the mind to come back so that suggests to us that we have this sort of openness we have this sense of compassion for ourselves Mm. we have this sense of curious playful we just invite us oh you've done it again Elizabeth you're scrolling off on social media oh isn't that interesting you know would you like to come back and focus on what it is yeah we said we were going to focus on yeah and you might have to do that repeatedly yeah 
And that practice, if you can cultivate it on the cushion, as meditators would say, it then starts to kick in off the cushion more Mm. readily for you. Okay, amazing. So to recap, vitality is essential in running a sustainable and empowered business. I don't think you can do it without it. No. Without it feeling really hard work Mm. and more effort than it needs to be. Yeah. So this is the key to us running businesses that not only pay the bills and fulfil our financial goals, but actually make the ride enjoyable as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because vitality is the feeling you get when things are going well. Yeah. It's the feeling of aliveness. It's it's the point, really. So wherever we are in our cycles, whatever health starting point we're coming at this from, we can all raise our vitality. For sure. And doing that there are basic steps so the foundation yeah sleep exercise nutrition getting out in nature Mm. designing your day and your business to avoid the vampires Mm -hmm. to do the work that inspires you the most to get rid of as much of the work that you don't enjoy or that drains your confidence as possible Mm -hmm. what else have i forgotten Well, I think maybe the nature piece is worth coming back to. And the reason that's so important is because nature is abundant in vitality. Mm. Even in the autumn, winter? Oh, absolutely. Okay, because your description earlier was talking about that. I just love it. You know, the beech leaves and the... Yeah. But, But actually that abundance is there throughout. Absolutely. And vitality is the natural force that makes things grow. Mm. And that's always there. Mm. You know, look at the mycelium, look at the mushrooms in autumn. You know, we might not perceive it in the same way, but the hum of nature, the vibration of nature Mm. is consistently vital. And so the more time we can get into that literally barefoot in the soil that, you know, I I do a lot of earthing practices because we're meant to be barefoot on the soil. And that will naturally regulate our Mm. system and support the nervous system and, and raise our natural vitality. So, you cannot underestimate the power of that. And in the same token, if you're working in a big city surrounded by concrete mm. with very little green space, your vitality will not by default be as high as it would be if you were out in nature. Yeah. So you have to work really hard to overcompensate for that. Amazing. So three things that people can focus on to either raise their vitality or prioritise. Well, we've talked about raising, but what about prioritising vitality? What if they've listened to this and they've thought could do something about that i think keep it really simple Mm. and pick one or two things that will have an impact across the board and the two things that come to mind ironically that i think we can all probably do better from everybody i know including myself is sleep Mm. and our environment yeah if you tackle those two things and there's loads of stuff in the book about how you can get better sleep for example and there's loads and loads of resources out there your environment will have a a broad impact on everything. Mm. And just by virtue of the fact that you're getting better, better quality sleep, you will have more of resources available to you to tackle the other stuff. So I know it sounds really simplistic, but I would start there. Yeah. And keep it really simple. Yeah. yeah. Because if you're battling against yourself, that naturally is going to drain your vitality. So you want this journey towards more vitality to feel inspired, uplifting, positive, achievable and enjoyable amazing
Thank you so much for tuning in to Style and Substance. We really hope you've enjoyed the show. You can find more information on everything we've talked about by heading to the show notes or by visiting our websites at thebrand-stylist.com or elizabethcairns.com. If you like what you've heard, we'd love a review. We're a brand new show and your support makes all the difference. You can like and subscribe, as well as giving us what we hope is a well-deserved five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think of the show too, so please do leave your comments, questions or suggestions for future episodes on our blogs. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.